Welcome back to the Daniel Muggleton podcast. It's me. I'm Daniel Muggleton. I'm the guy. Thanks for joining me. Fresh off yet another flight back from Adelaide uh, this week. What am I? What am I telling you about? I'm telling you about food allergies. I've got a couple, and I think the way that people with food allergies are treated is wrong, and not. For the reason you think it is. Ooh, fucking news aggregator headline style. I like that. Did that create intrigue? Do you want to listen to more now? Fuck, I hope so. Uh, and second, um, I also talk about the Blues Fest situation in Australia with Sticky Fingers being added to then subsequently dropped from the lineup uh, in truly one of the most public examples of just how incompetent arts administrators are. Oof. Talk about a lose, 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 lose. Everyone fucking lost that one. It was crazy. Uh, outside of that, what I've got to tell you, nothing really, nothing new. Uh, two more weekends at the Adelaide Fringe. Uh, we had another, we had the biggest, the biggest crowd so far on the Saturday, the Saturday that just passed, 100 in, 100 people to see a show that is getting there. That is the official assessment of the new hour. Uh, we're figuring it out in 2023 before I tour it fucking extensively in 2024. Get pumped for that. Uh, tickets on sale for the rest of the shows around Australia. Canberra on March 25th. Melbourne from March 29th to April 24th. Sydney from May 3rd to 7th. Uh, and then Perth. 12th and 13th, May 12th and 13th, before I jump across to the United Kingdom uh, and kick off my first ever international tour in the UK on June 3rd at Edinburgh. It's eight dates. I'm going everywhere. I'm going bloody everywhere in the UK. It's a very small country, very easy to conquer. It's amazing that so few people have done it, uh, but I will. I'll fucking nail it. I'll be up and down there. Very pumped for that. i got to find some awesome uk support acts actually that's what i gotta do can't wait i love so many uk comedians i'm gonna find them i'm gonna bring them out we'll get a little rotating lineup so you see the goddamn best of the best when you come see me as well uh what else that's it i reckon we can almost we can almost dive into the app i talked i talked for a while it was impressive given the just just uh incredible levels of sleep deprivation i'm currently dealing with oh yeah um, thanks for taking the time to rate the pot. Um, I appreciate the people who got back, uh, got back in touch or just in touch. If you want to, if you want to be grammatically accurate with me about the Amos phone tap segment, you liked it. That'll continue. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, Dan at danielmuggleton.com.au. as always independent artists, you want me, you got me. If you message me, I'm the one who replies. I would also like to get some contributions for a segment uh, that I'm going to try to bring in. We're doing more segments. We're making it happen. Uh, this segment is called, I'll tell you what your problem is, where this is where you come to me, email me with anything that you're struggling with, a difficult life decision, a difficult work situation. And I, Daniel Muggleton, with zero professional nor personal experience, will tell you what your problem is and how to solve it. So flick those through via email, dan at danielmuggleton.com.au. That's where to do that. Thanks for giving us the five stars. Spotify, absolutely killing Apple at the moment in terms of the reviews. But Apple, Apple listeners, I feel like you can make a comeback. There's more and more of you every week. We are rapidly approaching 3,000 downloads. Very exciting for a podcast that still has no idea what it is, what it's trying to be, or what it even wants to be. 
But now we're going to get to some food allergy chat, which I promise you is uh, less dry than it sounds. And to get us there, you know who it is. It's Verticoli. It's another late night Sunday taping coming to you from still hot at 11 p.m. Sydney. It's hot. It's sweaty. It's all happening. Uh, Personally, I'm feeling pretty blessed to be sweating even though I'm stationary because the alternative uh, was doing my show at the Adelaide Fringe in the open air during a thunderstorm. (laughs) That's what I could have been doing tonight, but no, I'm just doing the Friday, Saturday. So I'm back in Sydney, nice and safe. I was told that lightning was striking around the venue that I'm in uh, and a creek overflowed just in case anybody still isn't 100% convinced about climate change. I just, are we just getting conditioned to like expect extreme weather at this point? Like, you know, middle of summer, like, oh yeah, just a, just a nice little thunderstorm in the tropic known as Adelaide? Hmm, unlikely. Uh, but yes, sleepy, coming to you, I think from the third coffee of the day, we're going to get it done. We're going to make it because when I say this thing comes out weekly, I fucking mean it. Uh, and even though the entire point of starting to do a podcast was the ability to do things in advance, alas, <laughs> alas, I was not being honest with myself uh, when I thought I had the ability to pre-record this thing. But I did... I, I just wanted to explain the kind of situation of the Adelaide Fringe Festival this year. Um, I fly in and I fly out. I'm doing the FIFO. I'm doing the mining thing. Uh, 6 a.m. on Friday mornings, I, I fly out of Sydney. Uh, actually, no, it's 6.30 a.m. because that is the cheapest flight. <laughs> I'm trying to rack up status on an, on an airline, so I just have to fly with them, even though they're not that cheap. And that means I have to fly where nobody wants to fly. So fucking 6 a.m., 6.30 a.m. I'm just playing chicken with Qantas being like, hey, I reckon not many people are going to want to be on this plane and I reckon you don't want to run a half-empty plane. So I'm going to book and hope that you cancel it and bump me to a reasonable hour free of charge. That's where I'm at financially. That's my current financial position. Uh, playing chicken with an airline that just announced record profits somewhere in the vicinity of $4 billion for the last year. And I'm sure they paid a shitload of tax too. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's what I'm doing. And that's fine. Like, you know, I'm happy, I'm happy to suffer slightly. Uh, the fact that I can get in and out of Adelaide, spend more time with my wife, keep trying to knock her up. Uh, in addition to doing gigs around Sydney, like the running joke every Tuesday, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. If you are in Sydney, definitely come check out the running joke sometime. I'm the resident host there. So I'm there every single Tuesday that I am in Sydney. Um, what was I saying? I was saying that I'm catching these planes. The one thing with Qantas is it's not a budget airline. So you get food on these planes, which is which is very exciting uh, when you're when you're basically making your body experience jet lag, even though the time difference for your flight is half an hour. Like that is how early I'm leaving, how late I'm working and how early I'm like getting up again to leave again. Like just to, just to give you a little, a little sketch of a typical weekend for me at the Adelaide Fringe Festival. Uh, so I, I get into Adelaide at about 8.20 a.m. Actually this week, uh, Amos Gill from last week's little phone tap, you guys seem to enjoy that. 
that's very exciting. I've checked the legality. We're all good. Let's keep doing the segment. Um, <laughs> he picked me up from the airport. We went to the beach. That was a nice way to start the day. Go to the hotel. All good. But despite, despite waking up at 5 a.m. to get to the airport, I started gigs in Adelaide at about 6 p.m. And I think my last gig that evening was at about 12.30 a.m. In that time, I probably did about, oh, how many was it? Five or six shows? Um, so, you know, including an hour show, my show, at 10.20 p.m. Uh, and then you wake up the next day, do it all again, then wake up at 4 a.m. to check out of the hotel uh, and get your flight back to Sydney at 6 a.m. So what I'm saying is, if I struggle to stay on track tonight, there is a fair point. And I genuinely mean it when I say I feel jet lagged and it's nothing to do with different time zones. It's just everything to do with my body being like, seriously, when the fuck are we supposed to be awake and supposed to be asleep? This is silly. You're being inconsistent. You're 33 years old. You can't handle it anymore, which is fair enough and a good thing to learn from. But until I start getting proper cash, then I will take the cheapest possible flight time, which means 6 a.m. The reason I bring up the flights is not is not just is not just because I think the listeners of this podcast are far more interested in logistics than they should be. Uh, the reason I bring it up is because you get offered food on the flight, and Qantas. I don't know when this happened, but their approach to food on the flight has kind of been like school tuck shop upgrade. That's kind of where they're at. Like I, in my head, and maybe this is just from like '90s sitcoms or you know American TV. In-flight food is kind of like a bag of peanuts or some kind of lean cuisine style reheated meal. Like that's tend to be, you know what I mean? Like a, like a TV dinner. Like there's, there's meat that, you know, allegedly belonged to an animal at some point that has been frozen uh, for longer than a Russian oligarch's <laughs> foreign funds. Um it's just been frozen there. They thaw it out. They give it to you. It's fine. I'll be honest. I don't mind airline food in general. I know it's like a weird kind of point of view, but I'm like, hey, this is what it is and I can enjoy that for what it is. But what Qantas has done is the kind of school tuck shop in the early 2000s where they're like, hey, what if we made everything healthier but worse? That's their approach. Like genuinely, like just everything is just kind of like, hey, instead of... uh. I don't know, like a, like a breakfast roll, let's say, like a bacon and egg roll that you might get for breakfast if you, you know, have a trade or you're British. <laughs> and for the British, like everywhere else in the world, a breakfast roll is bacon and egg and sauce, whereas in the UK, obviously, it's bacon or egg and sauce, but the sauce is described by color, brown or red, as opposed to flavor, tomato or barbecue. Not important. Qantas for breakfast is like, hey, eggs are a breakfast food. What if instead of, you know, a roll or a muffin or like any kind of hand-hurled early morning snack, we did a frittata because that also contains egg. You know, what if, what if we do like a mushroom quiche? What if we, what if we do some kind of, actually, if you can't have the mushroom quiche because you're a vegetarian, I don't know why they think mushrooms are meat. Fair enough. Maybe they're just a bit meaty for the vegetarians. You can get this zucchini fritter uh, or you can get some soy crackers. There's always soy crackers available just in case. Now, 
obviously. I think that's kind of dumb because you're on a fucking plane. You're serving free alcohol. People are consuming it before 10 a.m. is now really the time that we want to be health conscious. And it also annoys me because of the vague rebranding. I think I mentioned it on the podcast previously when I was in Tasmania and they're like bolognese bites. Like somehow it's this like, you know, fancy rice-free arancini that they're putting out there when it's just really tiny fucking pizza pockets. The exact kind that spilled over me the other week on the flight, staining my shirt. I'm still not over it. But everything's egg-based in the morning. That's what I'm getting at. Everything's egg-based. And you're like, that's reasonable, Dan. Eggs are a breakfast food. I agree. However, I am allergic to egg. That's the big revelation from today's podcast. I have food allergies. I know. I'm a middle-class white person. Who would have connected the dots? But I do have food allergies. I'm allergic to egg whites, not the yolks. I can have as much yolk as I want, which isn't an improvement. (laughs) I think that's funny. I remember when I got diagnosed with it, they were like, yeah, but don't worry. You can have heaps of yolks. And I'm like... I've never heard of anybody like you, you get rid of the yolk so you can just have white, you know, like yolk is the remainder. Yolk is the long division little number over here that you fuck off. Like the white is the thing that people are trying to isolate and enjoy. Um, but so that means I'm allergic to Qantas breakfast options. Now, why am I telling you this instead of a call center? One, because I, I don't think it's their problem. That's that's the one thing I want to talk about with food allergies because I know people have significantly more serious food allergies than me. Um, when I have egg white, my throat uh, closes over. It doesn't completely close over. I've never gone anaphylactic. Uh, I've, I don't have an EpiPen, although some people are like, maybe you should. Maybe you should just in case. I'm like, ah. Um, I got... Uh, what are they? Antihistamines. I've got antihistamines on me most times and that has done the job when this has occurred previously. But yeah, I just like, I feel like, and you know, maybe this is me as someone who's late to food allergies because that's the one thing people are like, oh, eggs, they're so good, man. That's such a bummer. And I'm like, I fucking know. I developed this allergy at 23. I'd never had a food allergy before in my life, but at age 23, I was running late to, you know, some kind of vague creative style meeting at a radio station. Uh, I I feel like this is almost just a lesson. Like, I'm not actually allergic to egg whites. I'm just allergic to being associated with the Australian entertainment industry. (laughs) So my body had a natural reaction of entering a meeting with a bunch of like, this is how we should do things. We know what funny is. Um, and my body just seized up and I freaked out and my throat closed over and I left. Um, so maybe it's that, but you know, the doctors are showing me it is actually the egg whites, not, not, uh, the alternative whites. Cool. You understand who writes for Australian television. All right. So that, that happened when I was 23. I'd eaten eggs heaps before that. I had a protein bar, which when I looked at the kind of re- like the ingredients, the only thing that kind of stood out was the egg thing. Um, despite, being a narrow and long, a longman, a narrowman and a longman. Despite that, I did actually consume protein powder at various points in my life. Uh, (laughs) As you can see, fucking money well spent. But um, 
Yeah, so like it was it was the egg, and I got the I got the prick test, which is what you get when you have an allergic reaction. Because I didn't even know if you never had an allergic reaction, they are very unsettling. Like they're they're a very unsettling thing to happen to you. I didn't know what was going on. I just thought I was kind of sweating, and I kind of fr- like you you know something's wrong, but you can't put your finger on it. Like you don't really feel your throat going. You just you get like a kind of an adrenaline dump, like it's kind of like a fight or flight kind of thing. Like you just feel it, like your your hair pricks up. That was that was the one thing, like that was kind of it was all happening. My hair was just like, hey, there's there's action, you know, there's something. Look look out, you know. And I was like, fuck. Um, and I, I don't know what to do, so I called my mom and I called my dad, and neither of them picked up. Great parenting. Uh, and then I called my best mate Josh, who's a doctor, and he was like, you're having an allergic reaction get an antihistamine as quick as you can. And I did that and the throat went down and everything was okay, right? And then subsequently did the prick test, uh, which, which you know, so- sounds, like a, sounds like a way to weed out pricks, as in people who are assholes. But no, this is just the allergy thing where they poke you with the needle with various different allergens on it and then you react. Now, one thing is my skin is very reactive because I've got this thing called dermographia. So you can like write messages on my skin. So at school swimming carnivals, people would write kick me on my skin and it would just come up and you could read it legibly. Hooray, all boys school. Um, so uh, I got that and like basically the prick does like you're allergic to everything. And I'm like, well, I'm fucking not because I've got a dog and it's fine. Um, even though this suggests I'm allergic to dogs. So then I did the blood test and that's when I found out egg whites and soy. Those are my allergies. I would argue the single most, what's the word I'm looking for here? Pretentious? The single most pretentious allergy combination I have ever heard. If you know anyone who can beat it, fucking good for you. Send them my way. Let me know. Like honestly, get in touch with me and tell me anyone who has a more pretentious combination of allergies than egg white and soy like also i'm gonna put it out there walnuts not confirmed but my body definitely doesn't like them so there you go the the most pretentious nut the walnut that's definitely the most pretentious nut right i'm not going i'm not going loopy because i'm tired like the macadamia because you gotta have the cracker nah i think macadamia is kind of like a bit a bit earthy bit good aussie battler you know the macadamia you gotta battle to get it open just like you gotta get pull your stuff up by your bootstraps kind of vibe Mm. The peanut is obviously the people's nut, for sure. Cashew, yeah. I'm oh pistachio is a pistachio more because it's like an ice cream flavor. It's kind of green, like you know, green like money. Like maybe the pistachio is more pretentious than the. I think it's got to be the walnut. Like who the fuck is just because almonds? Like I don't think they're like pretentious. I think they're definitely middle class, but like. A walnut is like included in a salad that someone's making to try and impress you. Like that's really the only incidence where a walnut is occurring naturally. Um, yeah, I'm going, I'm, I'm locking it in. Walnut, most pretentious nut, closely followed by the pistachio almond. That's our podium of pretentious nuts. We did it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure out some more sound effects. We're going to keep using them. They're nice. They're nice to break things up. Um... But where was I? Lost. Allergic reaction. That's what happened. That's what I'm allergic to. Now, I, I don't, you know, I got nothing against people with food allergies. Obviously, I've got food allergies. I get it. But I just, I'm kind of puzzled by the response now. And I think it's really shifting. And I don't know if that's just because more people have them or like every job now is just fucking hammered with the 
People have food allergies. You must ask them. It is our fault regardless of what happens. So fucking be careful. Like this is purely just a covering our bases legal issue that like more so than kind of any issue I've ever raised in a hospitality scenario, food allergies are like the treatment is like the Qantas people apologize to me. Like they're like, hey, here's the free food included with your flight. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm allergic to that. And they're like, oh, um, mm, I got this other thing. And I'm like, oh, that's got egg in it too. Don't worry about it. And they're like, ah, I'm so like soy crackers. And I'm like, again, I know it's ridiculous. I'm so sorry. And they're like, ah, oh, geez, can I just, can I give you an apple or something? And then they give me like two fun sized apples. They're like, hey, let's just keep this between us. <laughs> let's not tell an avid podcast listenership about Qantas's inability to cater for people with very specific food allergies. How dare you? How dare you not have an option for us egg white allergics? EWAs. <laughs> EWAs sounds like a group of men on the internet who are upset with some aspect of womanhood and I don't want to be associated with it. But yeah, just like, it's not your fault. Like you're serving, I mean, it is your fault for serving such fucking dumb breakfast shit, but I think most breakfast things contain eggs. So you're well within, like, you can't, you, we can't cater for everyone individually. I think that's kind of my approach. Like maybe, maybe that's because mine aren't that severe. Maybe if they were more severe, I'd think differently, but I'm just like, these flight, I know that flight attendants are basically paid to be nice and then, you know, also ignore what you're doing in the bathroom. But like, it's not their, it's not their fault. Like, I don't, I don't think they fucking set the menu. Be like, hey, make sure there's everything's got egg or soy in it because I want to make this man with big eyebrows upset. Like, it's, it's fine. I order my black coffee, orange juice, and I munch away on my fun-sized apple. Feels like I'm back in Scotland where all the fruit's fun-sized. If you went to Edinburgh Fringe, you get it. But it's just... It's it's on me, you know. Like I, I this the reason this comes to mind. Like I went to dinner last week with some good friends of mine, and we ordered some. It was some like some kind of tartare, tartare, not the sauce, the French thing that's kind of in a pile. No fuck, it wasn't that. It was this other thing. It was a, it was a souffle thing, like some kind of cheese souffle thing. This is really outing me as a fucking pretentious cunt, isn't it? <laughs> complaining about like healthy Qantas food resembling my high school tuck shop and then be like, so I was at a French bistro and I tell you the souffle, I couldn't have it. Such a disappointment. Love cheese. But yeah, there was, I, I just, I got my serving of it and I looked at it and I'm like, this looks eggy because you start, you start getting good. You start getting kind of like a perception just being like, aha, this is going to kill me if I give it a go. Um, and so I was like, to, sorry, do you mind just asking the kitchen if this contains egg white? And the lady's like, oh, of course, I should have checked. And I'm like, why? <laughs> I didn't tell you. Like at no point have I divulged that I'm allergic to egg whites. You just brought me food that we all ordered. And then I asked a question that is absolutely my responsibility to ask. And she came back and she's like, yes, unfortunately there is egg white. And I'm so sorry. Can we get you like a drink or something? And I was like, oh, I mean, I'm driving like, you know, I'm pretty good. And she's like, it's on us. And I was like, well, let's get the fucking DUI then. <laughs> let's not fuck around. If this is, if this is a, 
drink being bought by the French bistro to apologize for a mistake they did not make. I'm not fucking passing that up. This is privilege, baby. And I'm going to ride it. I'm going to ride it all the way home. Swerving in between series of lanes. It was fine. I'm kidding. I don't, I don't drink drive. Um, I feel like international listeners would assume that Australia drink drives a lot more than we do. Our advertising campaigns here were fucking effective on that one, except if you're in rural areas, in which case, yeah, I think it's just allowed. Um, but yeah, like it's, is that, is that weird? Like, is it their responsibility to check if anyone's got any allergies? Like, I think it's my responsibility to ask. Like, and I got a free drink out of it. Like I got a free drink because their food contained, that I wanted contained ingredients that I couldn't eat and they told me in time. <laughs> like, I, I think nobody did anything wrong. I just think my friends got to have more souffle than me and I should have paid for the old fashioned, but whatever, I'll take it. I'll take it. This is what I mean. I'm willing, <laughs> I'm willing to entertain this point of view here, but financially, I'm willing to let it ride. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Because like, it's, happened, it's happened other times as well. Like, and look, it's also happened in reverse. I don't want to make that clear. Like, it's not like this food allergy thing that you guys be like, yeah, those fucking soft cocks. Like, yeah, they deserve what they get. They're getting it too good. No. Like, I definitely have had other circumstances. Um, I don't want to say always in Italian restaurants, but often in Italian restaurants because I like ordering carbonara and carbonara usually contains egg. Sometimes it's just yolk. Sometimes it's the whole egg in the sauce. And sometimes it's no egg because they're just like, fuck it, cream, you won't know the difference, which is fair. And so I went to this place and I was like, hey, does there egg in your carbonara? And the guy's like, absolutely not. And I was like, sweet as, I'll take that. And then he brings the food out. And I don't know if you've ever been given a dish of pasta just with eggs scattered through it. Scattered through it like a like a pad thai where they were trying to get rid of eggs before a deadline. Just pieces of egg literally everywhere all over it and i was like hey man is this egg and he's like yeah and i was like oh but remember i was like does this have any egg in it because i'm allergic to egg so i can't eat this and he's like oh and then his manager turns around and he's like why the fuck did you ask him he doesn't he doesn't work in the kitchen he doesn't know he just does the till <laughs> which i loved by the way and then just the look which is bad but i could see it everything's fine right like everyone lives it's all good um but like this guy just immediately goes into like the most over top over the top customer service apology he's like sir i, I could not apologize more um here i'm gonna refund you like gave me like a cash refund and then was like what would you like anything from the menu i will double check with the kitchen if anything has eggs and I was like, man, I'm honestly not sure. And he's like, just tell me, just tell me, just tell me, just tell me what you want. And I was like, I, I'm not sure what else is on the menu yet. <laughs> just give me a minute. This guy was like up, like in my face, like at the table being like, allow me to fix this problem immediately. And I'm like, motherfucker, I know the menu as well as you, which is not at all. So just give me a moment. And like... Even then, I still tipped him like half the price of the meal because I was like, he just made a mistake. Like, you know what? It's, I, I just, I think the point I'm trying to make is like, it's my responsibility. Like, it's my allergy. If I don't tell you, then it's not on you to just know. 
And like, if I do tell you, then yes, like I would expect you to kind of give me some vaguely accurate answer, like just like (laughs) an answer that's like accurate based on someone looking at the food for one second. Like when you bring it out after being like, there's no egg in this, looking down and being like, there is a fucking whole egg in this. Let's take that back to the kitchen. Um, Because, yeah, I mean, like... I think I'm pretty easy with it. Like I, I don't I don't know if I'm coming across <laughs> as someone who's just heaps chill. But I really do think it's not like the biggest deal. And like, yeah, I mean, I'm quite happy to let you make the call because I feel like the kind of attitude around it is like restaurants need to cater for us. Like it's like if you have a food allergy, every restaurant should be able to work around that in some kind of substantial way. Like they're like, you're like, hey, I can't have that. And they're like, well, fucking thank God you mentioned because we've figured out a contingency immediately. And it's not just the old days where it's like, I'm a vegetarian. And they're like, how many carrots would you like grated up and presented to you in a bowl? Like it's, it's different. But yeah, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite like incidents of, because generally my issues revolve around breakfast because of egg, obviously that's where, that's where egg tends to exist the most. Um, and most breakfast items, like it, it's basically like if you were to go to like a Chinese or Japanese takeaway and tell them that you have a rice allergy because they're like, well, that's the thing that we use to bulk out otherwise cheap ingredients. So you're going to have to, <laughs> you're going to have to meet us halfway here, which I get. So like a lot of the time I order the big breakfast, which is just eggs, sausage, bacon, mushrooms, spinach, tomato, that one fucking half tomato with herbs and like kind of burnt on one side why does australia live and die by that fucking tomato nobody likes it take a hike replace it with mushrooms or a hash brown grow up anyway i was in a place in coffs harbor which is like the coast it's like five hours out of sydney and i ordered the big breakfast and i was like hey sorry i'm allergic to egg um is there anything i can replace the egg with like do you guys take substitutions because if they say hey we don't do substitutions i'm like that's so reasonable like you're a restaurant you got a chef he's on methamphetamine he can't be being creative all the time you know he just wants to pump shit out fair enough it is hard to listen to food allergies while just cramming slayer into your fucking headphones at max volume right and obviously smoking a cigarette on the other hand how good are chefs in their crocs so she was like, we, do a, we, we can sub it out. Yep, that's fine. What would you like? And now, because I'm a fucking gentleman, most menus will have the options for what you can eat in, in a breakfast. Like it's got the whole menu and then it's got sides. And the sides will be items individually priced that you can add to your breakfast. And I essentially use that as my economy when asking for a substitution because there'll be the price of an egg on there. A big breakfast contains two eggs. So I take the price of two eggs and I get something equivalent or less of that value, right? That's what I do. It's real simple. Usually next three bucks in Australia. And then you got like bacon for five. You got like uh, avocado for five, sometimes salmon for six, like that kind of smoked salmon thing. Uh, Or you get into like your spinaches and your mushrooms at about three or four each. So I look at that and I'm like, cool, I got six bucks to work with. Avocado's five. That'll make my breakfast less dry because I don't know if you know why eggs are involved in breakfast. It's because they're fucking dry. They are dry as without the egg yolk to kind of just wet everything a little bit. Uh, you're relying on butter to a, you know, inhuman degree. So 
I'm like, I'll get the avocado. And she's like, oh, we can't substitute eggs for avocado. And I said, why? And she said, because avocado costs more than eggs. Now, as a sentence, where the fuck do you go with that? Because avocado costs more than eggs. Like, there's no set amount of avocado. Like, I'm not sitting there being like, I'm looking for a full avocado skin on bring me a knife i'll gut the shit myself and spread it out that's what i'm looking for as a substitute like bring me as much avocado as you think is worth two eggs like by the way on this menu the eggs were three dollars and the avocado was five so i was like i was leaving a dollar for you in the bank cafe don't even worry about it you're welcome and she's like yeah avocado costs more than eggs and i'm like ah I, but on the menu, it says that avocado costs less than two eggs. I explained, I explained the, fina- the financial position she was in to her, which I don't know if you've ever dealt with anyone in the service industry. They don't appreciate. <laughs> the customer is always right unless they're telling you you're wrong, in which case the customer can go and get fucked. And having worked in hospitality, I completely agree. So she's like, but clearly you know, avocados cost more than eggs. And I'm like, I mean, if we're talking an individual avocado and an individual egg, you're spot on. I've never bought avocados by the dozen. Uh, I've never <laughs> I've never got a carton of avocados for like less than six bucks and be like, you beauty. But like there are two eggs and I like two eggs for a carton of av- like how much is eggs by the carton? Maybe like five, five to seven dollars. So then you go on one sixth of seven dollars which is like a dollar twenty, isn't it? Close enough to a dollar twenty, and a dollar twenty for an avocado. I mean, during winter when nobody wants to eat avocados, they tend to sit around the one dollar, two dollar mark. Uh, but then, obviously, in summer when people do want to eat avocados, they jump up uh, to three or four dollars because Woolies and Coles are cunts, and uh, they also turn green and become way less good for some reason. There's always like the nice Haas brown kind of dark avocado and then as soon as they become a, a nice a nice point in the a, a nice temperature like because avocado is a hot weather food let's be fair it's not a cold weather food so as soon as the temperature is right for avocado the prices go up because they're dogs so i'm like look they're kind of equivalent but like i mean you said on the menu this is me talking to the lady again so i gotta start doing voices on this um Fuck, I just realized that this voice is my voice. (laughs) So in this story, I'm being me again. Let's get back in. So I was like, yeah, but on the menu, it says eggs are three, avocados six. Like, is that okay? And then she's like, I'm going to need to go check with the chef. And I'm like, all right. Like, (laughs) I just, at, at what point are we both being like, hey, you know exactly, you know who knows exactly how much all these ingredients cost? The chef, uh, the person, the person who's currently selling old VCRs to supplement that methamphetamine addiction causes a short order cook at a not that popular cafe in Coffs Harbor. Let's fucking check in with him. He was the Price is Right reigning champion three weeks in a row. Darren, bring it up. And then she comes back out and she's like, the chef agrees with me. The chef agrees with me. Why am I making her old? She was kind of young. I don't know. The chef agrees with me. The chef agrees with me that, yeah, avocados do cost more than eggs. And I'm like, okay, 
can I have spinach then? And she's like, great. And I'm like, that's, that's the kind of interaction you should have about a food allergy, I feel. Like, you should be able to not die. <laughs> I think that's reasonable. I think you should be able to bring up the fact that if they bring out the food as it usually exists, it will kill you. And they, they don't have a responsibility to, but I think they should at least, you know, entertain the possibility of modifying the meal to avoid the death. But after that, it's their discretion. Like, I don't think she did anything wrong. I mean, I, I disagree and it annoyed the shit out of me. And this happened three years ago and I'm still talking about it. So obviously it did annoy me a bit, <laughs> but I do think she was within her rights to be like, hey, we're not doing that. But just to suggest that avocados cost more than eggs, that suddenly this is a zero, zeros and ones fucking game that we got the spreadsheet out and it's just not going to fucking balance if Danny keeps getting avocado this one fucking time. Any quantity of avocado, two eggs worth of avocado, for the love of God, why does it bother me still? But if that happens, like she's had been like, yeah, no, nah, sorry, we don't want to do avocado. Like, well, like that, was, that was the thing. If she said, we just don't want to, I would have been like, that's great. I'll take something else because you don't have to. But yeah, just this thing where it's like somehow restaurants are supposed to be omnipotent in knowing the exact dietary requirements of their customers and then like apologizing if their food contains the allergen. Like I'm like, bro, chill. I'll be fine. I, you know, another time an Italian restaurant brought out a carbonara, which might've had egg in it or might've had some very soft Parmesan cheese. Uh, and look, I just ate it and ran the gauntlet of the old bathroom and throat and I was fine. I just kind of ate around it. I was just like, that looks like cheese. That looks like egg. We'll just leave that little pile in the corner and everything will be fine. That's it. That's where I'm at. But that said, I have now decided I'm going to call Qantas and be like, hey, is there any food you can do? But I mean, there fucking is. No, fuck me. I don't get to make that call. I don't get to make that call. I'm turning into a fucking American or something. I need it exactly how I want it, sir. Um, anyway, like they've got an option for me. It's a fun-sized apple. That's sufficient. That's done. That's game over. Anyway, that's the food allergy chat. But I guarantee no one knows anyone with more pretentious food allergies than the combo of egg whites and soy. Maybe that's, maybe that's the episode title. We could, we could run that. The last thing I want to talk about today is a, look, it's a niche topic. I'll be the first to admit that. Uh, there's, a, there's a festival in Australia called Blues Fest. It's a music festival. It lasts for five days up in Byron Bay. You know, essentially, it's a place for when you age out of Splendor in the Grass to go and still do drugs outside of your regular residence. That's the, that's the vibe of Blues Fest. As far as I'm aware, I never get to go because it's during the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. So I tend to be down there, uh, you know, drinking drinking beers by the pint and eating food later than I'd otherwise be allowed to living in Sydney. Um, but there's been, there's been a bit of a controversy around that, uh, which is there's, there's a band, they're a Sydney band, they're called Sticky Fingers. They were very, very large 
very famous, very popular band, probably what from 2010 until about 2015, 16. Uh, kind of rock band, you know, dudes with long hair, moustaches, leather jackets, that kind of energy. Uh, a few of them went to school with a good mate of mine. He was kind of involved in them uh, with them early on, shooting music videos and whatnot. And yeah, they were massive. They're absolutely massive. Uh, I was never that into them because they're a bit of a cunt to my mate. Uh, and then it's come out subsequently that the lead singer's gotten these altercations with uh, other Australian musicians. There was, he's yelling racial abuse, uh, not racial abuse, racist abuse at an Aboriginal punk band. Uh, he was threatening another female musician. He got into an altercation with a transgender artist uh, at a pub. Like just like bad behavior, nothing kind of abhorrent, especially by music industry standards, but just, you know, very antisocial behavior, shall we say. And they were widely condemned. They were brought back to Triple J, the radio station, which basically gave them the big leg up early on to be like, hey, fellas, you've been, you've been dicks. What do you have to say for yourself? They've come out with boys will be boys and have subsequently been somewhat canceled. And now, as anyone who's ever used the word cancelled knows, uh, I don't mean that their careers are over and they now work at Woolies or teach guitar to fucking private school kids or some shit. No, they just play their own shows generally outside of Australia. Like Europe, that's... Are we, are we, all, are we all mature enough to realise that just Europe is where you go when you get cancelled in English? <laughs> That's what that is what it is. It's like kind of kind of the reverse for like football, you know, because like in football you play in Europe until you're too old to play at a high level, then you come play in Australia or the US. But in the arts, uh, you play in Australia and the US and the UK, and then when you when you do something bad, you go to Europe because they don't know. I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. They don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna, they might not care. They might know and not care, but they at least don't know. I'm going to say that. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt on that one. Uh, with Roman Polanski, they probably know. Not important, but yeah, cancelled definitely seems to be an English-speaking term. You know, you can still have a career elsewhere. And the Sticky Fingers absolutely still had a career elsewhere. Uh, you know, they were playing shows. They're doing their own thing. It's all good. They would probably be pissed off. They're not as famous as they once were. But like, you know, the life expectancy of Australian kind of indie rock bands isn't great anyway. So who's to say? But Blues Fest has come out this year. They've put together a stack lineup. They've released it. Everyone's excited. Then in the second or third announcement, they have said that Sticky Fingers will be joining the lineup. Now, I don't know if you're aware of how cancellation works. You get to do your own shows. You don't get to appear on other people's shows. That's kind of where well, you got to kind of work your way off it. You know, like Louis played Europe for a long time. He played small places in America and then everyone kind of got over it. And now he's doing theaters all over the world again, as if nothing's happened apart from a lack of late night TV appearances. He does the podcast circuit as opposed to Jimmy Fallon. He still won a Grammy though. So like, you know, was he cancelled? 
No, I no, yeah. I can't think of anybody who's really been cancelled. Apart from Kevin Spacey, who's not even doing his Christmas messages anymore. And rightly so, let's be fair. So they've joined the lineup. People are like, that's weird. That's that band that we're not supposed to like anymore because they're cunts. And then bands, other bands at Bluesfest have kind of been like, hey, King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard being the main one have been like, hey, we're pulling out because we're not doing shows with the sticky fingers. And then Bluesfest has been like, well, that's not very nice. <laughs> and then other bands have threatened to do it. Sponsors have threatened to do it. And then Bluesfest has just a couple of days ago released a statement announcing that the Sticky Fingers are no longer on the Bluesfest lineup. I don't know if that means King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard are returning. I just wanted to mention them again because their name is so fun to say. But... That's what that's what's happened. The Sticky Fingers have got out. Uh, they've been kicked out. But the message from Bluesfest, because like they've basically been team Sticky Fingers. They've been like, hey, we think that everybody makes mistakes. We think boys will be boys. Uh, you know, so we want to support them. We want to get them on our lineup. And even in the kicking out, like in the in the you know, screen grab, like everyone does the screen grab. Like if you've done something wrong as an individual, it's a screen grab of your note section on your phone because somehow like you typing it on your phone as a note is like an intimate and heartfelt apology as opposed to Blues Fest or like a professional body when it's a festival, they have their letterhead and they have it in the branding colors of the festival, but it's roughly the same thing. Um, they've said in this thing that like, <sighs> I mean... It's got sentences like, for those who wish to know more, there is a carefully researched article that took the trouble to examine the facts. Like, people have reached out saying that, you know, they also suffer from mental illness and we, we appreciate them, we support that. And, like, uh, we apologize to the artist sponsors and any others we involved in this matter through our mistaken belief that forgiveness and redemption are the rock on which our society is built. Like it is one of the all time sorry, not sorry's ever. Like clearly they've been backed into a corner. Clearly they've been forced to drop them and they've just released this statement. And it's like, why? Like if you're going to drop them, at least be like, Hey, we made a mistake including them, you know, but if you don't, think that you've done anything wrong, why drop them? Like, was was literally every other artist going to walk off this fucking thing? But if so, like, why would you characterize it that way? Like, the Sticky Fingers are not the biggest band on this lineup. Like, I don't think they're moving the needle in any significant fashion in terms of making sure Bluesfest sells out. It always fucking sells out. Like, it's just such a bizarre thing to do because this is a festival that needs to have continuing relationships with, like, every other band. Clearly, like, their their ability to have a relationship with the Sticky Fingers, like, they still like them. Like, this, this apology says nothing beyond, we think they're great, you guys can't get over it, this is on you, but we still support them 100%. But, like, they can't include them in future festivals because it's just going to fucking happen again. Like... The one thing that really, like, these, these guys are running a music festival. This has been running for 34 years. This is the, I think, the 34th iteration of Blues Fest, right? Like, they know how this shit works. And if you're going to include, like, a controversial band 
include them in the first announcement. Probably brief the other artists before you do it. It seems like it was kind of sprung on them. And then it's just the the losiest lose-lose I've ever seen in like Australian arts administration, which is impressive because generally they're pretty shit at it. Like they had the festival, the lineup was all good. They were just adding to it, basically bulking it out. All the headliners were already announced. They include the sticky fingers. Everyone's like, oh, but they're kind of, we don't know if we like the sticky fingers anymore. Like obviously we have a cheeky listen to Australia Street on Spotify occasionally because it is a good song. But, you know, going to see them live, like putting them around all these other artists, like I don't know if this is what we want. And then clearly they did not consult fucking anybody about it because King Giz had come out and pull out. There's clearly threats from other significant artists that they're going to pull out. There's clearly threats from sponsors that they're going to pull out. And then instead of just being like, hey, we completely misread the situation it won't happen again, blah, blah, blah. They've been like, hey, you guys need to grow up. <laughs> Essentially, that's the message. They're like, hey, where's your, where's your capacity for forgiveness, you fucking dogs? These rock stars would like to play a set at a music festival and make $15,000. Probably more. I don't know. That's a good... I've got, I know some people in music. I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask what the fee would have been because my guess would have been, you know, they're doing one slot at a music festival amongst a shitload of other bands. Like I don't imagine they're getting more than 50K, probably less considering it's kind of like a comeback, I guess. But yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know who that statement was for. Like if, if you've made a creative decision that's turned out to be disastrous, then you can either just fucking, you know, ride the thing right into the ground. Let's fucking bury this cunt as hard as we can go. Or you just kind of fall on your sword and be like, hey, we completely misread the situation. It won't happen again. Please still come to Blues Fest. Because now all I can think is like anybody who's a fan of the Sticky Fingers obviously will be like, fuck Blues Fest forever. Um, like they're not going. Like... Because their band isn't playing. Like, even though the festival stands by them, you're not going to go see the festival because they, in theory, support the band, even though the band won't be there for you to watch. And then, like, any kind of King Gizzard fan will be like, well, fuck Blues Fest. I don't like this, these administrators at all. They, like, we bought a ticket thinking the band that we liked was going to be there. Now we don't know if they're going to be there. So I think we'll just give it a miss and go see them at a solo show or another festival. And then, just like, if you're a bystander, you're just kind of like, why am I giving this festival money? <laughs> they seem to think like they know best. Like it was, just, it's just such a condescending statement. Like I really recommend looking it up, the Blues Fest Sticky Fingers statement. Just because like, it, it's really like, hey, you don't know them like we do. And it's like, man, don't get me wrong. I am all for arts standing by artists you know like i i believe in that like a hundred percent and like do i know the sticky fingers situation intimately no uh am i aware just socially about their behavior and it being less than ideal yes but just to to kind of blindside a festival like a big five-day 
40 to 80 bands kind of festival by including controversial figures that aren't going to move the needle at all and then being totally unprepared for the idea that some people might not agree with your assessment of the facts (laughs) and then kind of drawing it out for a weirdly long amount of time, really putting, you know, really making sure that there's no possible way that you can get this over the line before publicly kind of being like, well, you guys are fucking dogs. <laughs> you guys are dogs for not supporting the stickies, brother. Like, what What do you know? What do you know about them? They, they were going through some shit. That's why they were racist. It's like, newsflash, pretty much everybody who does something racist was going through some shit. There's very rarely a situation where someone is fucking killing it. They're having such a great day. They just got a promotion at work. They're out on the town with their with their wife who they love. It's just found out they're pregnant with their first kid. You're having a drink. She's having a little water to celebrate. You're having the best night of your life. And then just randomly, you pick your favorite slur and fucking go to town on the live entertainment. Of course, people who abuse other people are going through some shit. But like, that isn't just the, well, shit happens. You know, shit happens. The gender neutral term for boys will be boys. And don't get the wrong idea. I don't know the situation. I'm not saying that the Sticky Fingers shouldn't have a career. Like if their fans want to go see them, that's the decision you make. Everyone's a grown up, right? Like I I can't watch Kevin Spacey anymore. Like I can't. Like if he's in a thing, like American Beauty was one of my favorite films. I loved American Beauty. But watching that now, with him playing a creep who grooms a child <laughs> and then finding out that that's kind of where he was at. Maybe not a child, but like a young person. Like it was a girl in the movie. It seems to be a guy in real life. But, you know, like that, you're like, wow, Kevin Spacey was such a great actor. And it's like, no, no, no. He was just a creep. And he portrayed himself on camera. Like that's... Maybe that was it all along. Like it wasn't, <laughs> it was an incredible range and an ability to identify with these evil characters. Like, oh, he was evil. And he was just like, man, that's, that's what I would have done. <laughs> that's it. But I like, you know, I can, I can, I can't watch Kevin Spacey. Like I can't, I can't do that. Um, that said, when new Woody Allen comes out, I can watch that. If it comes out, I will wait for it to be on a streaming service or on a plane. Like I won't, <laughs> I won't buy a movie ticket because that seems to be too direct. The support, you know, too direct. Whereas like Louis C.K., I'll watch the old stuff because he's very good at stand-up comedy, and there's stuff to be learnt there. And I did see him live when he was in Sydney but someone else paid for my ticket. I was like, that's a nice little sweet spot. Whereas Dave Chappelle, who some people consider very controversial, I was happy to pay for a ticket to go see Dave Chappelle because I like, he talks way too much about trans people. Um, It's weird. (laughs) It's just a, a weird percentage of his act 
talking about this group that are not a big group in society and I'm sure would really like to just be left alone. But I was like, hey, I want to see what Dave has to say. Turns out more things about transgender people. Go figure. But that's that's where I'm at. I've said it on stage. I've said it off stage. I'll say it to you. Morality is tricky. You got to find you got to find what is comfortable for you. Uh, I think if it's not in any way hypocritical, you're a bit of a fucking robot and grow up. Hypocrisy is the spice of life. Get stuck in. But yeah, I just I just cannot understand how this happened at Blues Fest. Like a festival of this size with that many people making the decision that actually is a money-making exercise as opposed to these fucking grant-funded comedy festivals or whatever. Like how they handled this in a way that literally everyone lost. <laughs> everybody lost. Like nobody is happy with this outcome. Nobody was happy with the inclusion in the first place. It's all just dumb. And they did it just by various little fucking screenshots of messages. Man, an absolute shocker. Absolute shocker. Uh, it is always good to be proven absolutely right that arts administrators, even in music where there is money and competence, still can fuck it up this magnificently. Oof, you love to see it. That's it for another week at TDMP. There we go. Got the acronym first time that time. Just you know, really fucking sounding it out like a six-year-old child reading aloud in class. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, please do send through those problems. If you got them, I will tell you what your problem is. And goddamn, am I feeling confident about being a solutions-based comedian. Uh, I think what everybody is looking for from comedians is advice. Uh, the least competent people in the world. You fucking tell me how to do it, champion. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a sound financial decision slash completely uh, not destructive to my personal life. All right. That's where we're at. That's what we're doing. You guys are great. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week. I'm going to say slightly, uh, slightly more uh, chipper because I'll still be in Adelaide because next weekend it's the long weekend, meaning I've got to be there for a Sunday night. Might get some mates on. Might have a bit of a group chat, a group ha- a little a little verbal group chat. The group chat definitely text based, definitely meme based. But we could do it. Get a couple of people on the pod. Okay, we're doing it. That's what we're doing next week. Expect me and more than one guest. Fucking psych up for that. Otherwise, I'll see you next week. The podcast is getting better. I promise. But you know what's staying the same? Verticoli. Verticoli.